Welcome back to another H&K Video Game Experience. I'm your host, Hollywood Cole, here with Clearfire. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Um, not much, dude. Just a uh, brand new year. 2019 went by very quickly. Way too quickly. Um, and I was listening to a podcast. It's very interesting. I'm stealing some of their stuff, but you can go listen to them. It's called uh, Stuff You Should Know. Have you heard of this podcast? I've heard of it. I have not listened to any of it yet. And so they used to have a show on, I don't remember what network or whatever, or cable network or whatever, but uh, it got canceled, but they have their podcast now and they got like a new episode every day. Anyway, um, time actually does go faster the older you get, um, believe it or not. Uh, and so they they kind of did, obviously time is steady, but they kind of, you know, they kind of broke it down to where, you know, oh, we're older, we got more responsibilities. Um, so of course time seems to go by faster, but they actually did a study that, um, got some teenagers and then older people in, in separate rooms or whatever. They didn't know what they were doing. And they just said, count to sit, count out three minutes. So one, two, Mississippi, three, Mississippi. And they said to use Mississippi and count out. So 180 seconds, three minutes. And most of the 18 year olds got it around three uh, minutes, two seconds, three minutes, three seconds. And then the older people middle age or whatever they counted out to three minutes and 40 seconds it took them longer to count it out because you know they're just guessing they're trying to feel what three minutes actually feels like well three minutes went by a lot faster than what it felt like to them you see what i'm saying so there Mm -hmm. is some science and kind of a weird thing going on with that uh very interesting is a study about that so not only do we feel like time is going uh slower than it actually is um it it is to us, yeah. I guess. And, so, and that on top of uh, responsibilities and so on and so forth. And you just kind of are always busy. So, of course, time flies when you're busy and time flies when you're having fun doing oh, HK yeah. video game experience. So uh, but anyway, what's been going on with you, man? Man, not a whole lot. Uh, um, so on one of the Asian Camuses, I said I was going to tell about my adventures in farming. Okay. And so on New Year's New Year's Eve day. Um, my in-laws, you know, they have a, a 175 head of cattle, roughly. And Jeez. so, and so <laughs> 175, uh, 175 head of cattle, roughly. That seems like a ton. It's, it, it is, it's, 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 it's a whole lot. It's too many for two people to farm. So they call me up and they're like, Hey, we got to give vaccines to these cows. we got the vet coming up. Can y'all, can you be here New Year's Eve day? And help us wrangle the cows. It's like, sure. I told you anytime you need help, just let me know. And now, so, is that the 90 year old? Uh, uh, well, it, it's it's the 99 year old grandfather that owns the cows. He was not out there. He was in the house. He, he doesn't he go will out to be the cows anymore. Hey, he, okay. didn't go, he didn't go out to the cows anymore. He's, he's pretty much stays in the house. But, but he did it for a long, long time. He, he, did, why it, I asked he about did it, it until about 98 and a half, roughly. Yeah. Because y'all were upset because he took a lunch break one time. He got upset because my father in law, which, which I think he's what in his early 70s, took a lunch break. And so, oh, oh he got yeah, upset. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, no, no. DB got upset because DB wants to work. He wants to keep on working. Nobody takes right. a break. You just keep on working. So, anyways, they call me. I get up there. And I was like, "All right, cool. Let's do this." So, I got to be the one that got to get the cows from. They they call. They've got this one pen that they call the lane. It's a long, narrow strip 
a fenced in area where they get where they get all the 175 cows into and then they push them into what we call the the square because it's where it's it's a fenced in area that's roughly in the shape of a square that has is in between their barns and then it has a path that leads into their cattle chute that takes them into their catch pen to you know clamp them give them the uh, give them the uh vaccines and then send them on their merry way into another pasture so i got the wonderful task of getting all the cows from the lane into the square and then from the square to the uh into the chute so i was chasing cows all 175 the reason why i know there's 175 head is because i counted every single one by hand and chased them with these things they call they're called paddles but they they, they look kind of like a a a canoe paddle but on the end in the paddle part it's like a bunch of beads and it rattles and for some reason it annoys the cows and gets them to move so i got to chase them around for a good little bit well i ended up discovering that i have a nemesis out there okay so i have a nemesis cow this thing is, it's a beautiful cow. She, she's really pretty, but for whatever reason, she does not like me. And if you've ever seen the bullfights that happen in Mexico, the arena bullfights, that's what I got to experience with this cow. She <laughs> charged me a minimum of five times, and the last time she charged me, she pinned me up against the fence, and I really thought she was going to throw me over the fence. So Dang. you had had me running in you know, about six to eight inches of mud because they've been running in here, you know, pooping and peeing all in there and it it was already muddy anyway, so it just got it worse. And I'm having to chase these cows doing it. I had a blast, but oh my gosh, that cow, she about wore me to death. And we were, I was bringing them in batches of 20 so it'd be easy for me to count and try to keep up with the count. And she went through four batches before I could even get her down the chute. It, it was crazy. Just so hard to get her to go in there. We finally got her. But man, she was just ornery. And then th- then the other one that they had that was fun that I... Luckily, we, we were able to get her in and out. But she would, she'd only go so far through the chute, we had to release her back and put her in the lane. Because she was so mean. Like, she was literally... She was wanting to hit it, but every one of us and all this. She charged every one of us. And we got her put into the lane. And when she was sitting in the lane, she was looking at us. Because there's a fence between the, 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 the square and the lane. And she's looking at us, standing probably about a good 15 feet away from the fence. Just snorting the entire time. Anytime somebody looked over there, she'd snort, hoof a little bit, and then just snort again. And so she was just ticked off the entire time. So we just left her alone. But yes, that was my adventure. Basically took me about five hours to wrangle all 175 head of cattle through the catch pen. And man, let me tell you this. I have more respect for cattle farmers now. Yeah. Because that's that's hard, man. It's it's tough business. It really is. They die, get too cold. It's over. it's, it's 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 so difficult. And I found out too, it cost... With the 175 head of cattle, roughly 75 of those cattle are what we called um, calves. They were basically yearlings or younger. So either they were about a year old calf or they were younger. And they have about 75 of those. Well, altogether, the whole 175 head of cattle cost roughly $150 a day to feed. So just for you people out there thinking about cattle farming, 150 head of cattle cost you or 175 head of cattle would cost you roughly anywhere from 125 low side all the way up to about 200 dollars a day a day to feed them and you have to feed them every day 
I just thought they did eat the grass out there. They eat hay, they eat grass, and when they've eat, when they've ate all the grass that they'll eat and all the hay that they'll eat, you have to supplement. And man, it's just it's it's a, it's a lot of work. It's it's a lot more work than people believe. And you know, some you know, every time I drove by cattle farm farm farms, I was always like, oh, you just leave some cows out there, let them eat the grass. You know, you replant the grass and whatnot, and they're fine. No, no, there's so much more involved, and I learned a lot. So, but yes, that was my adventure. I, I discovered I have a nemesis out there, and when we were driving away because she was in the pasture that we had to drive through, she just sit there and stared at me hard when I came by. I mean, she was like, she she does not like me at all. She remembers me and i'm gonna have to keep my distance when i go out there and help them with the cows again because she she will tear me up she just does does not like me and i also learned something uh something that's cool about cows so bulls when they charge at you they charge with their head down when cows female cows when they charge you they charge you with their head up they're looking dead at you through the entire charge they're like we're gonna take you out and make sure you're gone bulls are just like ah you know what i got horns if i catch you i catch you if i don't i'll catch you on the next pass so if you ever if you ever you get, get get in the thick of it with a cow if if she's charging your head up you know you're probably going to lose that battle there you go there you h and k video game <laughs> experience you can come in here and learn about how to be a video game designer with nick Thimianos, or you can learn about cattle farming <laughs> with clear's adventures yes yeah, so so i'll share more know. of those adventures because i'll probably do more farming uh, with them throughout the this next year <laughs> so you'll probably get to hear more adventures of that and it probably won't be as long of a story as this but you know i you think it's interesting i think it's interesting i think it's fun you know to give you a nice little laugh and it shows you that you know we don't just consume our lives with just video game video games work and dad life we can see we do other things too and just interesting things and hopefully i'll be able to talk a little bit to y'all about my 3d printer i got i'm fixing to have it back up and going again so we'll have some fun little things on the side too as well all right. Well, uh, on today's episode, we're going to talk about our top 10 games played of 2000, in 2019. So we've done this every year uh, since 2017 when this podcast came out. And it's kind of a little fun thing we do. And it uh, we're going to do is just mention our top 10. I'll give my 10. Clear will give his 10, his, his number 10, and so on and so forth. And we'll go down the list to the one. Uh, caveat is that we like to do it's not top 10 of 2019 it's our top 10 played in 2019 so they didn't necessarily have to come out in 2019 but i'll tell you right now uh and i'm looking real quick all but one of mine came out in 2019 so i only have two that came out in 2019 oh this is gonna be good on my list so all right but before we do that, I want to do something that we haven't done before. Since this is okay. a new year, I want to talk about a New Year's resolution. And this oh, okay. isn't a New Year's resolution of, you know, oh, I want to lose 50 pounds or anything crazy like that. No, New Year's resolution in gaming. Since we're a gaming podcast, this is our New Year's resolution in gaming. So I've been really bad about playing and just playing one game over and over and over and not venturing over to other games unless I need to do it for the podcast. So my New Year's resolution is, is Hollywood can see it in the video. I've got this massive backlog of games, lots of oh, them. Wow. I got Days Gone. I just picked it up. Redbox. If you have Redboxes around you, go to Redboxes. They're selling games dirt cheap. I picked up Days Gone for like 10 bucks. Okay. So, so I got Days Gone. I've got to play. I got Mario and Rabbits yeah, Kingdom Battle. That's a great one. It's supposed oh, to be a really good game. one, so I can't wait to play that one. It's one of my favorites. It. 
I've got another great one that's supposed to be really great. The Last of Us, the remastered. Yeah, played that so a little it's bit. It's supposed to be a really good one, so I'm going to play that one. And I've got Spider-Man here. I haven't played it yet. It's supposed to be a really great game. Yeah, never played and, it. And one that Hollywood likes a lot, God of War. I have oh, not played I can't it yet. believe you hadn't played it. I hadn't oh, played so it yet, good. but I got it right there. And I also have Star Wars I Jedi saw you Fallen on that. Order. And so I got that. I've, I've already started playing it. It's a really awesome game. So I got that. So I've got a big backlog of games. And my New Year's resolution is to play different games and not just for the podcast, but for fun and to enjoy a bunch of different games and do like I used to do and just play a bunch of games and not get stuck into one of them. I've kind of left D2 behind me, Destiny 2 for y'all that don't know, but I kind of left that behind. I've just gotten to where I just don't like it anymore. So hopefully you won't see me bogged down with that, you know, but I still do have to finish Borderlands 3, which I plan to do and have some fun with that. But that that's my New Year's resolution is to play more games and play them for the enjoyment, not just for research. Okay. Yeah, that's what uh, mine will be similar to that. I actually just making this up as you were talking, thinking about that. And uh, I can't give it away. One of my games I've been playing, um, but I've kind of taken a different approach. Uh, everybody knows I'm an RPG fan, so guess what? There's going to be an RPG on my list. And so I can kind of give that away. Uh, but a lot of times I'm a completionist and I, I kind of get more stressed trying to make sure I cover everything in these games than I should and just want to play the game and just sit back and enjoy it so that's kind of what i'm going to do it's just kind of not really just try to be a completion on it. we don't have the time man we don't have the time nowadays nah. to go on there and really do it. unless you're just going to play one game you know uh there are people that do it i mean you look at the weed doc he seems to me the kind of guy that um and, and i've seen him and when he gets a game and he plays it he's going to play it that's his game you know he's going to just he's going to do everything about it or with it um that he can and uh and crush it um and so he did that with witcher 3 he's doing it with uh borderlands 3 now so um that's just the, that's the way he likes to do it and um you know it's just so many good games like we just think about like you talking about fallen order i would love to get fallen order but now i'm thinking okay well i know that doom eternal is coming out i know that um what else is coming out in march that's so good besides uh, cyberpunk Cyberpunk's oh, yeah, yeah. coming out. So I think they got Cyberpunk 2077. But there's another one that's really good that's coming out, and I cannot remember. Well, they got oh, one game that's it? coming out really soon that I think I'm going to get and play is uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I'm a big Dragon Ball fan, and I think I'm going to grab that one up just because it's got some different, different takes on the Dragon Ball Z saga and so it's a really so so it'll be a really fun game and i really look forward to kind of getting into that and seeing how that plays so i'm gonna play that um i was trying to get a hold of mortal Kombat 11 out of red box because it's like 15 bucks in red box so, I mean, so i was just looking at trying to get mortal Kombat 11 but um they're all sold out of all the red boxes so if anybody sees a copy of that you i'll be more than happy to send you 15 bucks if you can send me a copy of it I got to go by the Redbox tomorrow. But just something like that, which you can actually go to redbox.com and you can go games for sale and actually look and see if the red boxes around you have the games you're looking for so you don't have oh, to okay. spend time to go by and do it. I saw it on Flip, uh, Flipboard. I use Flipboard for a lot of my news and they had a great section on it and talked about it and that's where I started picking up games from because I got Jedi Fallen Order and I got uh, Days Gone through through the Redbox. Super cheap, brand new games. I mean, if you can find Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, they've got it there. I mean, all my red boxers are sold out of it. So, so the game coming out in March is Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's right. So now you're going to really be hammered there. Final Fantasy VII Remake and Cyberpunk. And Cyberpunk may be April, but anyway, it's around that time. 
And so, dude, you know, uh, Fallen Order, I'm going to wait for it to get cheap and I'm going to get it and play it. It's, you know, it's good now because all the, you know, we got Mandalorian out, we got the new Star mm-hmm. Wars out. So I'm kind of into a Star Wars kick. So I'd love to play it. And maybe I will. I mean, I got enough time, you know, two months is enough, but uh, I got a game I'm into right now that we're going to talk about. So anyway, mm-hmm. let's get started, man. Um, do you want to go first or me? Um, I'll be more than happy to go first. Right, so go I'm going to start it off with a game that sat in a box for a while that I that we probably picked on me a little bit about and I actually mentioned in one of the podcasts, <laughs> hey, I actually broke it out. It's actually Starlink. I actually really enjoyed playing that game when I played it. And it's a really fun game if you wanted a, I guess, a... A, a, a new version of um, Star Fox. If you get the Nintendo Switch version, you kind of get that. And so, a lot of fun, a lot of action. I really like the controls in it. Um, it's one of those games that kind of give you a little bit of nostalgia because you do have Star Fox in it. You can play as Star Fox. I definitely chose to play as Star Fox. Played uh, his um, R-Wing. A lot of fun. I loved getting the collector box that had the little R-Wing in it. Let me, I've got it right here on my desk, so I'm going to flip my camera down so pop it out and show Hollywood because I really like this of it. So you got the little R-Wing here that comes mm-hmm. in the box with it. It's got it looks actual, smaller than you might think. The box is pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Well, your actual controller fits in right here and technically oh, you're supposed I to see. play it with your controller. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I ever see. do that. I just click, I got it got it on my desk. And then too, if I can pop it, it's got um, Star Fox here in it. Yeah, I don't want to break it. I forgot like how to Like a little Star it. Fox yeah. character in there? Yeah, say a little Star Fox. Oh, he's sitting in there. Yeah, yeah he's, he's standing sit, he there. He sits in there. He sits in there. And so, it, really fun. Um, I really liked the gameplay in it. I didn't get too deep in it because it's one of those games that I kind of just played for fun and had some fun with it and started doing that with. But um, I, I really didn't see any problems with any, any of the control of it. The story seems very well written so far of what I've played. And... Um, it's it's a neat little game, so check it out if you haven't played it. That's my number ten is Starlink. Cool. Well, about to start the uh, the number ten off on a a bad deceiving foot here, but I kind of cheated a little bit on ten and put entire system the Sega Mini, Sega Genesis Mini. That's not cheating. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've been playing, and it's not really one game. And I, it's funny because I'd ask my son, I said, What game have we been playing? And he's like, Sega Mini. I was like, Oh, that's <laughs> actually pretty good. Uh, we've been playing um, Gunstar Heroes on there, a lot of the different games. We just get on there and turn it on and just mess around. It's just fun to do. Road Rash 2, we played on there a lot. Um, and so I've even played uh, Street Fighter Champion Edition, which that is a great, that is a good one. Even if, uh, even with the star button that changes kicks to punch. When I was makes sitting here difficult. making, when I was sitting here making my list, Street Fighter from from the Genesis Mini is on my list of my <laughs> of, of my games to narrow down to. It didn't make my top ten, but it's on my list here. And I don't know why it's better. I think than the Super Nintendo. I mean, you get you get Super Nintendo Mini Turbo, Street Fighter Two Turbo, but for whatever reason, that Championship Dish it just does seem. And it always got better reviews and stuff. You know, and it seemed to be, it's just the feel of it. It's one it of those things better. if you're a gamer. You just feel, it just you get feels that feel. better. I mean, it really you, does. You know how I feel about Sega controls uh, as yeah. well. Um, and that does not have any of that crap in there. But anyway, so that was my number 10. So Sega Genesis Mini. All right. Well, I guess we're going to move on to number nines. Do it. My number nine is Monster Hunter World. 
And the only reason why it's down this low is because I didn't play it as much as I'd want to, but I love the game. Fantastic game. Um, Iceborne was a great addition. I only scratched the surface in Iceborne, and I look forward to diving further in it. If you like games, that's kind of... I, I'm not going to call it Pokemon-esque, Pokemon but it kind of is because you are trying to catch the monsters because you get more if you catch the monsters versus killing them. But if you like games <laughs> that you can actually do cooperative with your friends and play with your friends, this is one of those great games to do that because it takes a lot of teamwork and a lot of skill to kill these monsters. It's not an easy game. It's not a game for a beginner. It's not a game for somebody that's a casual player. You've got to be into it to play it. And... I mean, I, I like the controls in it. It's it's really fun. I like the new additions they did to uh, they did in Iceborne, where now your little I forget what they call it, but it's your little um, slinger on your arm. It's got the grappling hook that you can grab into the monster oh, yeah. once you're too far or whatever, and come back on it. Really awesome. Added some really cool moves in there. They've got some uh, up. They've updated some of the weapons. It, it's just it's a really nice game and it's a pretty game. I mean, they really did great on the graphics and I I love it for the graphical effects of it. And they constantly put in new content. I was watching a clip the other day where they're adding a new monster already on top of the monsters they've already added. It's just that it, it, they always put more stuff into it and I love how much time they've dedicated to the game. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something and then it's gonna stick with every. With, with our listeners there, if I say it, because I grew up with you and I hear how you say it and it, it all, I hear it every time now, oh, <laughs> every gosh. time you say it, <laughs> every time you say, you don't say monster, you never said monster ever in your life. You say, ma, you have a very subtle mongster, M-O-N-G-ster, monster. It's very subtle. I hear it every time. You'll hear it now. Every listener is going to hear it every time they say monster. I will monster. start hearing it because I always, I always <laughs> thought I said monster. <laughs> and so you'll hear it. I mean, it's you because along when you were younger, you always said mong mong like it was real pronounced. And yeah. and you know, you never know. Maybe you go back and all the listeners are like, I don't hear that at all. And it's like maybe I just hear it because that's the way I've always heard you say yeah. it. Yeah. Huh. But anyway, it's funny. That's so funny. We'll that see. is funny. All right. So my number nine is collection of mana on the switch. The Switch version, I think it's the only version, but um, this is a Nintendo game, man. And it's just Secret of Mana, and it's the other uh, adventures, uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, which is not the Secret of Mana franchise. Part one was on Game Boy, uh, and then they had uh, Second and Setsu 2, which was uh, the third part of the series. They've actually just released the Trials of Mana in a remake, which is just the Trials of Mana, the old school on Super Nintendo. Uh, that came out it was on Super Famicom it never came out on Super Nintendo which is uh, so you had fan translations blah 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 blah, blah. but anyway it has three games on it it has those uh, the uh, Adventure Final Fantasy Adventure Secret of Mana and um, Trials of Mana all in the original graphics and it was so amazing man to turn on a Super Nintendo RPG Trials of Mana for the first time and see the kind of story unfold I mean it really felt like it was 2000 or whatever, 1992 or whenever mm-hmm. playing at the end. It was just so nostalgic in a game I've never even played before and seeing it kind of 
fall in. You can pick your own character uh, or different characters, fighters. There's different, uh, they start in different places, they have different abilities. So it's kind of, it's more of an RPG. We've already had that discussion on what makes up an RPG. And, and Rob from Robin Rob brought up the uh, Secret of Mana. Do you consider it an RPG? And we had a long discussion on that to check it out if you want to hear it on uh, what makes up an RPG. But anyway, that's one that uh, I've played. And I will go ahead and say this. Some of these games that just kind of struck me as very good and I've and really enjoyed it and I'm going to go back and play didn't have as much play time. Uh, and one of them is relatively new, so I didn't have play time. But, so it's not necessarily the ones I've played the most, but it's the ones that I've really enjoyed the most. So, uh, this is anyway. Def- this is definitely a list of ones I've enjoyed the most and the ones that, you know, have just hit that, you know, play factor button for me. Or the yeah. fun factor, I should say. Fun factor button. So... Yeah. Um, so I guess we're moving on to number eight then. Yes, move on. All right. So this one's going to actually surprise Hollywood a little bit here. Okay. My number eight is Magic the Gathering Arena. Oh. So I've pl- been playing that a little Salty bit off Jay. and on on my pc so it's my pc i actually have a pc game on this list now so i've been playing it off and on i really have enjoyed it so it gives me you know it's got a good feel for it it it, it's not it's not holding the cards in the hand for sure but it definitely gives you a good aspect and it's a great way for a beginner to jump into magic the gathering because it helps you learn the steps and processes that you go through in the game and it was a nice way for me to get back into playing the card game um it does a lot of the it, it automates a lot of the stuff for you so that way you don't have to remember all of the passive abilities of your card and so it's really nice and, and it helps you learn the correct way to play the cards. And so it, it's been a great learning experience, helped me grow in that. And it's been fun to play some people. So I've been playing some people, playing some bots. Um, just And it's a really nice little graphics card. It's nice to see the little cards blow up when you beat them or get scratch marks on it. You know, it's nice to see that. You don't get to see that when you're playing with, you know, just paper cards there in front of everybody. So really nice little game. Um, I really enjoy it. Check it out if you've never played it. Cool. I've never played Magic. We talked about that with Salty J. It seemed like a fun thing. Uh, it's a little involved to learn how to do it. Maybe a little intimidating, but uh, yeah, I never got into it, but I remember uh, him mentioning that. Arena is the best way to break in. I mean, it really yeah. is because it gives you a nice introduction, step-by-step guides you through it. It's really nice for that beginner person. So if you're thinking about ever playing Magic, definitely you can go out and buy some cards if you wanted to, but if you don't want to go out and buy some cards, get uh, magic the gathering arena is actually free to play you can play it free and get and and get and, and do okay but if you want to start you know getting better in it you're going to have to pay either put some money in or buy cards that come with the code that allow you to play that deck online uh, okay so i bought a couple decks that allowed me to do that and that's where i've been able to move some cards around create decks of my own and things like that so a lot of fun cool. it gives you the freedom to do that and you can earn cards you know you can earn cards for free by playing too you okay. don't have to pay to pay to earn cards so a lot of fun if you ever wanted to play magic the gathering and were intimidated by it go check out magic the gathering arena it's a great great introduction to it all right. Um, my number eight is Borderlands Three, and it's number eight on my list, so it's down there. Man. And, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, we talked about this, and um, 
I, I just don't know. I just don't know why. I mean, I played it for about two weeks straight, two or three weeks straight. I played it when I first got it pretty, pretty heavily, I thought. And, um, you know, I got back on there after our Borderlands podcast to check it out again. And I enjoyed it to a degree, but it is. It's just like these weapons. I don't, they just over, I don't, again, it's kind of like my New Year's resolution. I'm not going to try to overthink everything, just play it and enjoy it. And I'm going to do that with this Borderlands. And I know that, I mean, I got a call today from, uh, uh, Coastal Minority saying, hey, me and we dock and, and Chris are on Borderlands 3. Come on here and do this. And I said, man, I got a podcast to do tonight. Um, but they're still playing it. They're still ki- crushing it. But uh, I just, I don't know. I just can't really get into it, man. And it's probably just because it's the lowest priority of gaming on my list right now of my game time. You know, it's how it is. You know, when you get older, you get your game time and you got it's precious, you know, so you want to play yeah. the, the best game. And uh, so anyway that's it's, it is a, it is a good game um, but I just I, I, it could not get into it I guess I just wasn't ready I don't I don't know it's just too overwhelming with all the different things uh, that there's different guns that I just don't understand I guess um, there's a lot of understanding on it and it's definitely a different step than what it was with Borderlands 1 and 2 yeah. it definitely takes you know, it, yes it is a lot of the same but it's just they evolved it and there are some different just aspects to play with it so it, 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 it's yeah. it, I get where you're coming from on that it, it can be overwhelming with the guns yeah so but anyway that's it for me on 8 for board there's not much explaining needs to be done on that one I think everybody's kind of played that one yeah. alright my number 7 it's Final Fantasy 3, or you can call it 6, depending on <laughs> whether you go American or Japanese. And I put this one here at 7 for two reasons. One, it's probably, I'm probably like Hollywood, it's probably one of my favorite Final Fantasies besides 7 and 10. You know, it's, it's, it's in the top three, and those change all the time. And I did have fun playing it for our podcast, our, our series that we did do for it, even though there was times that both me and Hollywood were like, oh, my gosh, we're still playing this game for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it, it, it's, it, it still holds up today, and that's, what I, that's why I put it on the list is because it still has that strength, and it, it, it brings that nostalgia factor. And for me, a lot of the times when I'm playing some of these older games, if that nostalgia factor kicks in, man that game skyrockets to the top of any of my list in my head and Final Fantasy 3 was definitely one of those because I remember vividly playing it a lot with Hollywood growing up I mean it was it was, it was one of those games that really just got us dug deep into RPGs and so uh, Final Fantasy 3 is my number 7 cool alright my number 7 is Rage 2 id software so uh interesting um little choice here because it's kind of under the radar when it came out and rage one was the same way and i do like uh id software just because they're a fun factor uh he likes to put a carmack likes to push the limit um and the fun i don't know if he actually worked on rage 2 i think he did uh but uh, but anyway He's kind of gotten into virtual reality and all this kind of stuff now. He's kind of moved. He's always been on the cutting edge. But anyway, they, have, they always like fun factor in their games. It's Doom and all that. That's why I've always liked it. Uh, Rage 1 was a blast. I loved it. Rage 2 starts off very fun. Um, and I put probably 30, 40 hours into the game. But it just got so repetitive. Um, I did never finished it. And so it just got way too repetitive. Probably going back on there 
you know, and kind of letting all that wear off. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like an open world, but there's certain events that happen or certain quests that you got to do. But, you know, you eventually realize they're actually kind of repetitive. There's like, you know, I don't know how many, three or four different ones, but it's, mm-hmm. it's just the same type of thing over and over. Kill so many of this or get this or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I did play it a lot. I enjoyed it the times that I did play it. And so uh, I guess another thing about it is the game is relatively short. There's like um, you get your, you know, opening scenario and whatnot. And then you go into the open world and there's essentially, I think it's three people you got to help. And once you're finished helping them, you fight the big boss and you're done. And, uh, or you can just kind of go explore and do all this. And so I knowing that I kind of was like, well, I don't want it to end that or that fast. And then, so I did all the side quest and then I got burned out and never finished it. it happens all the time. Yeah. So, but that's my number seven. All right. Well, my number six is one game that I've always loved and always enjoyed playing, um, at least the series anyway, is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, fantastic game. Uh, if you like games yeah. that just are basically a chaos Fun. in a in, in a screen <laughs> then super smash brothers is your game i mean it's that's literally what it is i mean you can get down to a point where it's a, you can even call it just a button masher because sometimes you get in panic modes and just press the buttons you know just to oh, try yeah. to try to get out of it but it's so much fun learning different characters i mean too with this one had what uh what 90 characters are yeah, close to re- it most um, yeah, i mean most just ever. insane and so you had all these different characters fun to play with I, I liked playing with uh ike uh, some he, he you know one yeah. of the sword wielders so a lot of fun yeah, good. Uh, uh, it, it just it was so much fun playing the game and i had fun playing the quest lines that they have in it because it's got a story mode it's got versus mode it's got online multiplayer i mean it's just got so much for you to do in this game it's a lot of fun so uh Fun factors out of the roof for this one for me, and two, it's it goes back to that whole nostalgia factor. I remember playing Super Smash Brothers and Super Smash Brothers Melee with my buddies in college at Jones. I mean, we play, you know, all my uh, friends that we played in the choir there that sang in the choir with me. We, we played that a lot. I mean, that was just basically kind of our way to unwind. So, okay, yeah, fantastic it's a great games. One. Oh yeah, just uh, blast. Yeah, we almost put that on here, um, but we hadn't played it a whole lot. Me and my son, we we were playing it a ton. Kind of got off of it. We probably played it at the beginning of the year. Probably could have included it. Yeah, but, I got I got my son to play it just a little bit. Yeah, it, 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 it's a button masher for him. So yeah. trying to trying to teach him some more skill in it. Yeah. All right. Well, my number six is my favorite game of all time, and it ousted Final Fantasy VI. Uh, and it is The Witcher 3 Complete Edition. Now, yeah. I got back into this after our Witcher podcast. Oh, gosh, dude. It's a fantastic that is, game. That is probably um, as close to a perfect game as you can make, especially RPG-related. Um, the graphics, the sound, the story. Uh, it, the, the, we talked about this in The Witcher, uh, but the amount of detail that that CD Projekt Red put into this game, um, they had to eventually say, all right, stop, no more detail. We're going to have to release it as is, you know? And I'm talking about down to the leaves, the, wind, the, the limbs cracking in the wind, you can hear them, the shadows of the grass and stuff, like grass blowing different. And it's just stuff like that that they put in there. Um, and then, of course, the story. And they made it, they didn't want to make it 
fetch quest. They wanted to make it to where every, even side quest, every single little quest that you just run up to on, a, on some little peasant or something has a unique and fun story, and they accomplished that. I mean, they, they wanted to put, I think I, I mentioned it in the Witch Podcast, I can't remember, they wanted to put like 100 quests in there. No, they wanted to make it 100 hours, but they ended up making it 200 hours to yeah. complete the main quest. So they had to like cut it back. Um, but uh, not only that, uh, I got the, I've got the i been reading the books uh, finally, and they're a lot of fun. The Witcher in the games kind of struck, struck me as more of a, what do they call it, the strong, silent type or whatever. Yeah. But in the books, he's a lot more talkative. Um, Have you watched any of the series yet? So here's the thing. I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> I, I'm not going to watch the series, and it's nothing to do with The Witcher uh, itself. Um, but Netflix did the gay Jesus, and I said, "All right, I can't do it. You, you, you broke the line that you crossed the line there." So I'm not, I, we've canceled it before that. We uh, just to get Disney Plus, and um, then they they said they were going to release that or whatever. So like, all right, we can't support you. All right. My fifth one is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe okay. on the Nintendo Switch. I put it there because this is the game that I'm breaking my son into gaming with. He really enjoys it. We've had a blast playing it together. And it's just one of those things where I'm getting to enjoy some quality time with my son playing a game that he doesn't care about losing. So, you know, he hasn't he hasn't got the hang of it yet. You know, with having a kid with ADHD, it's, it's hard to get him to focus, you know. But he's enjoying it when we do play it. He does ask to play it. We play it and have some fun with it. And it's just it's just a fun game to play. And I, it just, I have a blast playing Mario Karts. You know, it's just, it, it's and they did a great job with it. I love the new courses they've added in. And then the twists they put on some of the classics. A lot of fun. Um the different shortcuts and the different underwater worlds. It's, it's a really neat, uh, they did a great job with the graphics and the gameplay is really good. The controls are good. I was impressed with that. If you try to slide, it actually slides really well, especially when you're using the little bitty joy cons, they, they did a great, they did a great job developing that game to make it work with their controllers and everything. And no matter what style of controller you're using. Yeah. That's, that's another re-release from the Wii U, uh, era. And I played it on Wii U so much. And so I couldn't bring myself to... Nintendo Switch games do not go down in value either. Not at all. And so you get, the best I could hope for was the $54.99 with uh, you know, 50 bucks with the 10% off or whatever it is with, at GameStop. Mm-hmm. And, um, or, like we talked about, uh, when they had the buy two, get two, which never made it around that point to get uh, to do that, take advantage of that sale, which would have been perfect for Mario Kart 8. Um, but mm-hmm. the day that I went to buy Mario Kart 8 used, the day I went to buy it, I knew I was going to get it. It was not. They didn't have it. And so they've had it you now. You can't find it used. Well, it's you so can hard. find it now, but I just, I don't want to spend the money on it now. Um, so I just kind of, yeah. you know, I feel like I've just played it so much. I know it's got a couple extra things, but. Um, well, a kicker to this is, is if you ever want to find the Nintendo games on a quote unquote sale, go to Walmart. Walmart has them for about $10 cheaper than what GameStop has yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Walmart. That's, really- that's what we did. We, ju- we just went and bought it at Walmart because I was like, you know, I might have to pay fifty four ninety nine for a used copy or fifty nine ninety nine for a new copy of GameStop. I went to Walmart and it's forty nine ninety nine. I was like, let's yeah, get it. You got a best deal. Ten bucks. There you go. It ain't going to get cheaper than that. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Nope. 
Especially not Mario Kart. Right. Mario Kart will not get cheaper. Mario Odyssey, will not go on sale. Breath of the Wild, ain't ever going to, <laughs> going down. So, nope. um, anyway, all right, cool. Well, speaking of the Switch, my number five is The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Um, nice. The yeah, remake. I that one oh, so good. And uh, it's like the Claymation remake. And yeah. I, I, I had to put this one at number five. It could have been higher, probably. And now we're starting to get into, you know, some of the, the games that I really enjoyed and played the most of. And I played this one all the way to the end. Didn't finish it. And the reason I didn't is because I didn't want it to end. So I'm like, okay, well, it ended on its own without me finishing it. Um, and it's, again, the completionist thing. I wanted to get all the seashells. I didn't remember where they were. And I didn't want to go look them up. And all. so I was just like, all right, I'm not going to worry about it. But it's a beautiful game. Uh, so much. I love that little graphic style they do. And uh, It's a cool one because it's the same graphic style. As, no, it's not the same graphic style as Wind Waker. It's the no. same graphic style as, like, Pikmin. Yeah, well, it's... Because uh, it's kind of a claymation Pikmin kind of style. I'm trying to think of Pikmin on the Wii U. Wii U is... It's, yeah, it's got, the backgrounds kind of look like that and stuff like that. But yeah. I only played it for a minute, Pikmin. But um, yeah, it's just it's just really fun. It's just a, kind of a Nintendo has a way of just making games. Just hey, let's just have fun and do this, and it kind of encourages you to just just have fun, sit back and relax, enjoy the game. Don't try to you know do the best at whatever. Just have fun with it, and uh, and that's what I like about it. So I really enjoyed that one, and I got all the way. I think I got all the instruments and just didn't kill the wind fish or whatever so mm-hmm. that's my number five scratch that off the list <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna jump up to number fours now and mine i'm gonna start it off with sonic the hedgehog i put sonic here because one we got the genesis minis now and it was so nice to play it with a wired controller that feels like the old controller I loved it, and it was just so much fun to get back to play Sonic, running through the boards, blasting through as fast as you can, grabbing as many rings, and then fighting Dr. Uh, Robotnik. I was going to say that wrong. I was going to say Dr. Wily. Dr. Robotnik at the end of of each act, and it was just, oh my gosh, I forgot how much I love this game. You know, it's just one of those games that I've hung on to throughout all of my gaming career because it's just it's it was my first game on sega and it, it's just it's one of those things and i feel like it held up over time when i played it because it's just when i cranked it up played just the same just like i remembered it i picked right up where i left off you know gaming years ago with it so okay um cool my number four is a game. I really enjoyed this game, but here I got to give you the background. Well, I'll give you the game, <laughs> game first. The game is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. All right, so this is uh, kind of a, a love letter. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. It's the guy that did uh, Symphony of the Night, and he came out with the Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. And I got it on the Switch because this is going to be perfect for portable. It's perfect for uh, it's a Nintendo system, and it is completely the game itself is the same, but it's a slightly sluggish, which makes it. I mean, it's amazing how the controls not being super responsive make a game like that so much more difficult. I was dying on first bosses and stuff. And man, what is this? And uh, and it's not off some of the background graphics like like you know waves or something like that that takes up a lot of computing power they took out because the switch couldn't handle it and so 
I'd read about that. And then I went and I bought, I have, I have two copies, one on Switch now and I bought it on PlayStation 4. Completely different game on PlayStation 4. It is responsive. It is fun. I played this game, uh, was grinding to try to get the platinum. Um, and so it is a, uh, it is an outstanding game. They did a really good job on it. You get the soul shard. So when you kill a monster, so, and I think they can even drop, uh, so you got to get soul shards and one of the achievements is I think is get all the items from monsters and get all the soul shards. I know it's get all the soul shards and that's how you get your ability. So it's really, uh, you can fine tune however you want. Um, a lot of cool hidden secrets. They've got the rare drops. Like I was mentioning, uh, they got one room that you go into and it takes you back to the eight bit era. Your guy still looks the same, but you're oh, killing that's cool. eight bit monsters and stuff from like Castlevania. It's really cool. Um, and I wanted to grind this one out and get a platinum. I think I'm missing two um, two uh, trophies, and it's a lot of grinding, as you've heard me say four times now. And I keep bringing that up because even during that, it was still fun. It was fun to grind these monsters. That's how you know you kind of got a uh, got a winner, uh, at least for me, um, with those types of RPG 2D platformers, which is what that is. So definitely uh, number four could have been even higher. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't played that one yet, but every time I've heard you talk about it, you know, it's always good things. And we even did a podcast on it. Yeah. So. All right, cool. Top three now, man. What's your number? What's your top, top three? three? So my my top three, all three of them could fall in any order of one, two or three. But I think I'm going to stick with this with this one that I have written down as my number three. I'm going to stick with it as my number three. And I think I might change my one and two around. So my number three is Toe Jam and Earl Panic on Funkatron. And the reason why I put it up there is because I cannot tell you how many hours I've spent lifetime and this past year just jumping on the trampoline trying to get perfect tens. You know, and I love just chasing all of the different humans that you have to chase. I love the ghost cow. I love, uh, God, what was it? Um, uh, it's the like boogie man. Boogie man. Yeah. Yes, I love chasing all of them. Uh, you know, the little girl that kicks you in the knee, the one that throws, a, you know, the baseball throwing kid. I mean, it just all of it is just so much fun. You know, it makes me feel like, you know, it's definitely, you know, 80s, 90s vibe. I mean, it's just everything there that I love from the retro aspect of gaming. Um, I don't know what else to say about it because it's just uh, it's just one of those games that holds a special place in my heart. Always will. Um, I got the Toe Jam and Earl, you know, back in the groove for uh, the Switch. I haven't played it yet, but that's going to be another one of those games that fits into the whole, you know, got to play for fun this year. Um, but yeah, it's just. It, it's one of those things that's got the fun factor that right now, if I wanted to, I could pick it up and play with it. And, and it's one of those games that you can play for five, ten minutes and then walk away and feel like, okay, yeah, I had fun playing. You know, yeah. and that's what I love about the game. It, it's just so much fun, and there's just so much to do in the game. For a game that was made back in the, you know, late '80s, early '90s, you know, it, it's, there's a ton to do in it, and it's it's fun. It always keeps your attention going. Yeah. All right. Um, well, my number three is the one that uh, it's just probably the newest game on the list. Uh, came out a couple months. Uh, I don't know when it came out. I just started playing it a couple months ago or a month ago. It came out, I think I left it on the shelf. Um, but, oh man, they did a good, good job. This is the definitive edition of Dragon Quest XI for the Switch. 
either. I think that came out in the summer. Or yeah, it came that's out what I was like thinking. Yeah, that's what I was first thinking. September. I was like, well, I think it came out in the summer. But anyway, uh, it came out this year for the Switch. It was out on PS4 and all that before. Um, but man, and remember, I remember we had talked about this on a previous podcast, and I said that you could change to 2D or uh, to 16-bit mode on the fly. And it's not really true. So it's a little bit disappointing. You can change the 16-bit mode, but it's not on the fly. You have to uh, go to the church and say, I want to change it to 16-bit mode. And uh, it's called something else. It's called 2D mode. And um, they make you save it. And then you got to kind of start that chapter over in that uh, Mm -hmm. mode. You can't just like switch it and go play a little bit and go switch it back, you know. But it doesn't matter. The 3D mode is awesome they have the monsters out there now that you can run up to and hit before you get in a fight there's no random encounters they did a great job with the talent trees with the experience levels the characters they keep the story going just long enough where you have to go grind again uh and i've read and it does seem to be true that it is kind of an easier one uh there's different things you can do like uh draconian mode i think it's called to where you can make it uh, enemies harder to kill and, and only items you, you can't buy items. You only want to use what you find and stuff, all kind of different ways to make it harder. It doesn't do anything else to the game though, other than it's added difficulty. You don't get a better special boss or a special weapon or a longer game or anything. Um, but, uh, it's, you know, it, you can make the, uh, your, so you can get like right now I got a party of four, two of them are casters. And the, one of the biggest things for these RPGs that I'm sure if you're an RPG or you will remember is that, um, you don't want to use your mana, right? You want to save it for the big boss fight. Well, they got it now to where you can use your mana after the battle. Sometimes you get some back if you got skill points in it, or they can hit with their wands and then they can get damage and they'll get mana back. So there's all kinds of ways. And you can make your AI just say fight wisely or something like that. And they will do a good mix of spells and attacks. You don't really have to worry about it. And so that's a great addition. And so, uh, a lot of fun stuff uh, there with your, they got crafting again, and it's, it's just a great game. It is a fun, and it's, again, it's a Nintendo type of thing. It seems to have that flavor, um, cartoony, but anywhere it's just, hey, let's just have fun playing. And, uh, and that's one of the games I'm trying this little New Year's resolution on and not go crazy because I know there's going to be rare spawns that I'm supposed to be out there fine. I'm not even going to get into that. I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to go play and enjoy. And that's what I've been doing, and I've really liked it. So. All right. Well, I, th- I said I was going to flip what I have written down as my one and two, but I'm not going to do it. And I'm not <laughs> going to do it for a simple fact of how much playtime I have in one and two. So my number two is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And I put this one as my number two just basically because I'm not that deep into the game. So I haven't gotten all of the abilities unlocked i haven't unlocked all my jedi powers and all of that kind of stuff but overall this is a fantastic game if you're a star wars fan it's beautiful you get to see everything you know it's it's literally right after it's it's not long after the fall of the uh, order 66 so you basically are trying to survive as one of the what you think as is the lone Jedi out there and you're trying to do what you can to keep yourself alive and you have inquisitors trying to find you you have stormtroopers trying to find you I mean it's just it's a really awesome. nice game it's a lot of fun <laughs> now the thing is about this game is it's kind of like if you took I don't know kind of like if you put mist into a game 
you got that because there's a lot of puzzles in it. It's a lot of walking mm-hmm. around trying to figure out a puzzle to get to a place, which is fun, but it can kind of, it kind of, it, it, it can kind of slow the game down yeah, a little bit. Yeah, sounds like it. But when you learn how to do abilities, and you, when you learn new abilities and you can get to a different spot in that map that you weren't able to get to before, kind of like that Metroidvania type thing when you're unlocking things to get into different areas, it, you, you feel a sense of accomplishment. It's like, I can now wall run more effective than you know I, I could before. You know I can do these things more effectively and get to different points. And the the lightsaber fighting with it is really nice. It's really balanced. Feels really good. You can block with your lightsaber. Return laser, uh, you know, laser blast back. It really nice. A lot of fun. Really enjoy it. And I'm gonna get deeper into that game so I can nice. talk more about it. I'm gonna get it and play it one of these days. I love those. It's games. a beautiful game. It's really graphics wise. When you go to different worlds, beautiful. I mean, they did a great job on it. It's kind of whole, kind of like what we were talking about with Witcher Three, where they didn't skimp on quality. On this one, they did not skimp on quality of the way the worlds look. Sure. All right. Uh, well, my number two is surprising to me, <laughs> even, but it's the Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the new one. Oh gosh. That is surprising. Well, you know, Call of Duties are just usually a dime a dozen type of thing. They're fun to sit down and just grind out a little bit. But this one, I spent so much time when this thing first came out. That's what pulled me off of Borderlands. Um, and we had a crew playing with us. We were always running there deep and then and then one having a baby so he don't play anymore. Um, and it's, so then when one falls out, it just kind of starts to get, you know, time changed as well. So mm-hmm. so Rev out in Puerto Rico is two hours ahead now, so he didn't play as much with us. So a lot of things changed to where we don't get to play as much. But anyway, they finally got a new engine in this Call of Duty, and man, they did it right. It is, I love it. I mean, that's probably one of the best Call of Duties um, that they definitely needed that remodel, and they did a good job. They there's a couple of lingering issues with it that, um, you know, they eventually wanted to not have a radar. And then the community kind of piped up and said, that's not good. We want the radar. So they put the radar back in. However, they didn't take away the other things like foot stomps. They had foot stomps. Uh, and you can still hear those footsteps. And it's, it gives campers a, uh, a warning, you know. And so camping is, people, there's two points of view on it. Well, it's your gaming played how you want to, but it is frustrating when, you know, somebody's camping on side A of the map and you spawn on side B and you run all the way over there and you know you got th- four or five campers and you're having to check every corner and it's, it's just you got to move slowly so you don't get shot. You finally get there, boom, you get killed from somewhere that you didn't expect, and you do it over again and you keep doing it over again instead of just running around and just having fun with the game. And that's what makes camping so frustrating and frowned upon because it's 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 one of the ways it's easy. I mean, you know, to do it that way. And, uh, it just, that's really what crushes it is when you just want to play the game, you want to get a couple kills and run around. You don't care if you die. I mean, there's people on there that go nuts for, they get their best loadout They can to get that KD up. And this kind of, stuff. I get my single shot rifle and I love it when they come around the corner, spray and pop, 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 and they go boom, one shot. Boom. That's a surgeon right there. I just love it. <laughs> I love doing that. And then a lot of times I'll die I and mean, they get automatic weapons, but I don't go for KD is all I'm saying. I play it a different way. Um, and I usually get a pretty good KD. I mean, it's always up in the positive, but, um, it's a lot of fun, man. They really did a great job with this game and it has sucked a lot of my time. And, uh, in fact, I think I'm going to play it after this podcast. 
but good. That's my number two for sure for this year, no doubt. I, I think I need to pick it up so I can be some cannon fodder and have some fun with that. So, <laughs> well, it's this is a lot. They made it a little bit more realistic. Where I mean, you get a like I'm using the. I'm trying to make the get max out the M14, which is a hard one to use. It's a marksman rifle. It's the first. I think it's called the M14, um, but it's the first marksman rifle. There's only three. I've already gold the uh, MK and the uh, oh man uh, the other one at the car and uh go to those so i like this thing if you if you do all the challenges you get a gold gun in that in that gun and if you do all the challenges in within that class then you get like a a platinum gun or something like that you do all the challenges with every gun you get like a damascus looking gun i mean it's just <laughs> but um just fun it always just kind of gives you something to go for and they got a lot of good challenges and yeah. stuff like that but i want to keep this uh they kind of introduced a um kind of pay model that Fortnite does and we'll talk about this more uh we're going to do our next podcast is going to be or at least one coming up soon i hate to say next one if something falls out but one coming up soon is with rob uh from rob and rob and it's uh, going to be a mega man the old school mega man and he's he's i think he's like 16 games away from a full collection of nes now so big time retro gamer uh he made a big deal on facebook that he finally played breath of the wild um, on he just started it on the switch but anyway i want to kind of get a good discussion going with him about retro gaming and this modern models of, of video games these modern uh, monetary uh techniques that these companies are using and kind of just see what his point of view is on it um and as you know that uh we at h and k here we don't play that old uh crap that you know we're gonna make money off of um just let's say gambling or whatever but loot boxes and and various things like that but uh we'll talk about that more in depth and kind of get a pretty good discussion i think that'll be a good discussion so before i drop my number one i want to show hollywood something and i'll post this on our facebook page and let's see if he can see this through here but sony at ces just dropped the official playstation 5 logo so just for y'all to hear it so that way you can get news i got this on my phone at 7:36 tonight central standard time and it looks it looks nice it looks like the p it looks kind of kind of reminiscent of the ps4 logo <laughs> it looks exactly like it except for it's it, 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 it kind of <laughs> well it kind of stretched it kind of stretched out the p the ps they kind of stretched it out okay. a little more and it looks a little more digital but there it is the ps5 logo I'll drop it on uh, our Facebook page so you can see it. It's gonna be awesome. But I just, I'm just wanted it. to add that in. Just wanted to add that in there since we are ta- on on the on the podcast talking about that and that's things to come. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a podcast that kind of dives into what we know of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X or what they're calling them. Okay. So cool. All right. Number so one. Big drum roll for number one. <laughs> Borderlands Three. Oh yes, there it is. I kind of, I kind of figured he might, might have, would have guessed that I put it up there. Um, I have to put it as my number one because I, I, I love the Borderlands series. I, I'm very much into it. I love Claptrap. I don't care what other people say. I love Claptrap. I love his little annoying self. It's he's so interesting. He's such an interesting character, and I stand by the fact that one day we're gonna find out that that claptrap was behind the majority of what's going on in the borderlands mastermind 
I really think that that's going to happen. It would it would be hilarious because <laughs> he's he, because he's not going to just be like, oh yeah, I was the mastermind behind it. He it, like like Dwee Doc said, it, when it comes out that he was the mastermind, it's going to be he fell into it some ridiculous <laughs> yeah, it's way. Just happened to fall you know, that way. <laughs> it, it's just it's just going to fall that way by doing something ridiculous that he had you do. You know, his pet Kevin it probably will play a part <laughs> in that. You know, it's just something yeah. some ridiculous like that but i love this game for all the frustrations i've had out of it i love it yes borderlands 3 is a little more advanced than borderlands 1 and 2 but i love the system they've done the the leveling up system the uh, skill trees are fantastic i've only dove into moe's so far but she is a fantastic character i love her ability bringing in the um iron bear i mean it's a fantastic thing especially i loved playing gauge that had death trap it's a nice jump to for borderlands 3 on that so just a it's a fantastic game it's beautiful i love the graphics i love the cell shaded graphics that they chose to do it looks fantastic and it's given borderlands its personality and the characters in it are off the chain hilarious i mean you never find a character that's not hilarious in it from earl to i know scooter's dead but to scooter to um (laughs) Ellie Mae, I mean, to, to all of them, they all are hilarious. They all have their funny parts to them. Even when they're trying to be serious, it, it just, they've done such a great job with the, um, with the script there for all the characters. And even the, even the characters when you're, that you're playing, they have some nice things. Yes, Moe's is a little bland on some of her stuff, but overall, fun character. If, fun game. It's a great, has a great play, replayability. It's one of those games that you can dive into several different times and not feel like you're playing the same game twice. Cool. Yeah. It is. A, the stories and characters are, just make that game, and that cell shading does make it timeless. Um, dude. This is my number one game of 2019 that I've been playing probably way too much of. Uh, and talking about New Year's resolution, one is to stop playing this game so much. <laughs> and it's, uh, of course, the World of Warcraft Classic Edition. Oh my gosh, it has just taken my life again. And... Um, Hey, we both have two PC games on our list. I know, I thought about that. It's like, you know, we always do console, and then this one uh, is going to be my number one of 2019. Hopefully it will not even be on the list in 2020. No, it'll it'll probably be there. It'll um, be on the list. But, um, yeah, but I mean, it's... uh, Here's what it is. I heard Joe Rogan say this on his podcast, too, and it it is true. And you got to be careful of this. Things that you can improve on... um, and get better at become addicting um and it's not just like oh, i can be a better hula hooper or something like that but it's really kind of developing a character in your own style and kind of trying to oust the game in a way that oh i'm gonna figure something out that you know most people don't know about I mean, that's what i'm kind of i got a warlock on there and i got a very unique build that uh gives him superb um survivability he's really tough and um which is not common for a caster right so when you find that stuff out and like oh all i need is this item all i need is this and then i'm going to do the and you get you start getting down this path of here's my goals here's my objectives and you start meeting those and it becomes so addictive and world of warcraft creates that world in which you can do that 
over and over again. And a lot of these RPGs do that as well. And that's probably why I like those the most. And, and when we talk about Call of Duty, they do that in the sense of these objectives and the guns leveling up and stuff like that. So they've kind of nailed down this addict factor. At least for me, they've tapped into that. Um, and, you know, when you're, you know, that's just kind of a fun thing to do in terms of feeling like you're progressing and, and doing something instead of sitting there and watching, you know, four hours worth of movies one afternoon. I mean, you might as well be progressing a character, but doing something, using your mind, using, you know, and so, uh, gosh, I don't know why that that world of Warcraft has just sucked me in again. It's always every bit as good as it was before. Now there's a lot of, now everybody knows all the best and slot gear and so on and so forth. I kind of liked it better before then. Um, I think there's a good balance. And again, th- people found that out back in the day anyway. I just didn't know about it or look it up. And now that it's so readily accessible, yeah, I guess it's just on me to whether or not I want to play like that or do my own thing. And I've kind of leaned toward do my own thing. But uh, great game. Uh, they crushed it. Who knows what they're going to do next, if they're going to start releasing expansions or not. Um, but I hope they keep it going somehow. So definitely number one for me for 2019. Awesome. Well, that's two great, two really good lists there. Yeah, that's uh, that's our 2019 gaming list, and uh, uh, you guys hit us up with what you've been playing in 2019 on uh, Facebook or in comments in Podbean or whatever. We'll get them, email, YouTube, whatever. Uh, hit us up and let us know what you guys have been playing and uh, and really just what you want to hear more of. We we kind of um, if you you know if. If you've been playing if Fortnite, I mean, whatever. I mean, just hit us up. Let us know why. I mean, we want to kind of to get the pulse on some of these games we're not playing uh, and what makes it so fun to you guys. Yes. So yeah, definitely. Let us know. Let us know the things that you play that bring you enjoyment because we're all about talking. I mean, on my entire list, every game on there has some type of fun factor to me that draws me in to play it. So. Tell us what draws us draws you into playing that specific game. What draws you into playing Fortnite, or what draws you into playing Mario Maker Two? What draws you into playing Red Dead Redemption Two? I mean, just let us know. That's 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 what we're here, and maybe we can share that on our podcast one day with everybody. Yep. So, uh, I also want to just say thank you all for playing the um, for our players there of the H and Camus, 12 days H and Camus. Uh, if you don't know, and you're new to the podcast, um, every Christmas, every year, starting on Christmas day is the first day of H and Camus. Uh, so it's like the 12 days of Christmas is all it is. And, uh, we give away prizes every day. Um, or at least we, we give them away at the end, but we get to nominated any of your prizes. And by the way, are we going to, we're going to reveal all so- the prizes, right? All right, so we'll show it on Facebook. Um, Hollywood will post what he has. I'll post what I have. I think Rob has something he can post as well. But I do want to share a few of them that we do have. Okay. So I have a Mega Man t-shirt pop box. It's a t-shirt and a pop. I have a Ghostbusters t-shirt and a pop. So you, those are two things we have. Um, we also have uh, a couple of the Marvel because um, I'm a big time collector, and so I wanted to share my collecting with everybody. I was able to pick up some of the Marvel collector boxes that they had at GameStop during Black Friday. So I have several of those boxes. So they've got random prizes in them. They've got five different items in each one of those boxes. So a lucky person is going to get one of those boxes. And let me so, say this about those, man. You popped one open over 
Christmas break, and it is amazing, dude. It is it's so cool in there. Oh my gosh, I was like, dude, I want to get one of those things. Uh, so that yeah, that's a great collector's stuff, dude. A lot of fun stuff in there. And then I also have I bought it. I bought it last year at my adventures to LA. It's the uh, I'm gonna make sure I'm saying this right. Super Tecmo Bowl on Super Nintendo. In the box, all the stuff with a protector. So complete inbox. Complete inbox. I'm going to give that one away to somebody nice. too as well. Cool. All right. Well, uh, you guys know one of my prizes that I had um, is the uh, Control Freak Sticks there. Uh, and then um, it's like four PlayStation 4 games. I will bring them up on Facebook and talk about each one and kind of talk about what a fun thing we can do with those and uh clear will make sure that uh you have a playstation 4 so if you don't have a playstation 4 you're not going to get a game you yeah. know we'll make sure that you do. even though it's going to be random you're not going to get a game um and uh we also have you know i got a ton of these h and k mugs that will just drop in these probably send three or four of those out at random so that won't be that won't be your only prize so you might get uh the mug and whatever your other prizes prize was like you might get the collector's Tecmo Bowl with a mug. It's going to be random. Um, and so uh, you can get one of those as well. And are we going to give the big prize? So I got something planned for the big prize. It's going to be a little oh, special. So, okay. so, so be, be watching. Okay. Okay. Well, cool. We'll, we'll hold off on that one then. So, But, um, but anyway, guys, well, uh, again, thank you guys for uh, – hanging out with us and uh let us know again what you guys played in 2019 and uh, maybe we can mention something on the podcast about it so i hope you guys have a happy 2020 and we will see you guys next time take care everybody